from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Friday, June the 17th, 2022, TGIF. And yes, just one day away from the Thai Cats home opener against the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, final coats of paint going up here at Tim Hortons Field, and I, I mean that quite literally. Uh, as uh, the fantastic city crew doing a lot of last-minute touches here at Tim Hortons Field, making sure that it is ready for you tomorrow. And if you don't have your ticket yet, there are still some limited tickets available. You know, Ticketmaster.ca or you can go to Ticats.ca slash tickets to make sure you are here tomorrow to see the Ticats take on the Calgary Stampeders. Special night down here as well at Tim Hortons Field as the class of 2020 and 2021 into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame will be inducted. Uh, so make sure you're checking us out tonight here on the Ticats Audio Network for exclusive coverage of tonight's uh, event and uh, exclusive interviews and stuff you won't find anywhere else right here on the Ticats Audio Network. we got a big show, so I don't really have too much time here to spend on the front because coming up in just a little bit, we'll be joined by the CFL on TSN's Glenn Suter, get his thoughts on week two. Uh, PJ Mercanti, he's the CEO of Carmen's Group. He's going to be by to tell us uh, about another year of Kick for Kids. Happening, sponsored by Carmen's Group, so he's going to be by. We'll hear from Micah Johnson as he gets set to face his former team in the Calgary Stampeders. We'll hear from Dane Evans once again, and as always, we'll hear from the head coach of the Ticats, Orlando Steinauer. But it is Friday. It was walkthrough, which means in my hand right here, I have the Ticats depth chart, how they'll line up. Tomorrow against the Calgary Stampeders. And let's start up front where we're going to see a lot of changes there. At left tackle, it will be it'll be Riley, Tyrone Riley, making his uh, debut there at left tackle as a starter. At left guard, Brandon Revenberg. Jesse Gibbon is the center. Travis Vorncall moving over to right guard. Chris Van Zyl at right tackle. At receiving out wide, you got Stephen Dunbar Jr. and David Unger the third at slot from left to right. You got uh, uh, you got uh, Tim White at slot, Braylon Addison and Pappy White. Dane Evans is your quarterback. Sean Thomas Erlington is the starting running back. He'll be backed up by Malik Irons. No Don Jackson for this one at running back. And at fullback, Jake Burt is the starter. Felix Garan Gauthier lined up behind him. Some changes on the D-line as it was announced that Dylan Wynn is out. Yes, big Dylan Wynn will not play tonight. So it'll be Mason Bennett, or tomorrow night, excuse me. It'll be Mason Bennett at the defensive end. Micah Johnson at nose tackle. Lee Autry the second. We'll start at defensive tackle and Julian House here on the other end. Simone Lawrence, Jovan Santos, Knox, and Cameron Kelly at linebacker. And uh, in the secondary at the corner, you got Jamal Roll at weak side, Siante Evans at uh, far side, and then at half, Alden Darby Jr. and Richard Leonard. And then at free safety, you got Tunde Adelike. Mike Damagala will handle the kicking duties. Uh, it'll be Sean Larray, who will be the punter. Uh, Gord White's long snapper and Lawrence Woods III will handle the kicking and punt returning. And that's how the Ticats will line up against the Stamps tomorrow. For more, let's hear from Coach O, specifically talking about Dylan Wynn's status for this game. Yeah, Dylan will miss. Dylan will miss tomorrow. It's, uh, it's more precautionary. Anybody, you know, if you know Dylan, you know that... Uh, if this was uh, a different type of football game, not that this is important. 
you know, things may be different, but uh, for right now, uh, Dylan, Dylan won't play tomorrow. Well, you know, we kind of knew this was a possibility heading into the week. Uh, you never know how people are going to heal up or how things are going to play out. Uh, so, you know, the decisions aren't tough. When you keep a football team, you, you kick, keep a football team because you think they can play professional football. You don't just keep them around to keep them around. So uh, we have, we always have, it's, it's the next man up. And it's not just next man up. It's the next man up and don't miss a beat, All right? We're, we're playing, we're playing, we're not expect to have any drop off. It's, it's uh, next man up and, and win. Well, we just need to get, we need to string together more first downs. And that's a collective. That's not just a Dane thing, right? I thought, uh, you know, and when it's just specific to Dane, I would just like to see him and we would like to see him just protect the ball. Like, you can't predict if a protection is going to get broken or if somebody is better than our player on a certain play. But when that does happen, that doesn't mean we can give him the football. And Dane will be the first one to tell you that. And, you know, and even Matthew had one late in the game. So, um, you know, that's the area that we can control right away. We, we can't control how everything else is going to unfold. Uh, we do have some different answers, and, and we, we have to see improvement or, you know, it's, it makes it tough. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different ball game for me, to be honest with you, Louie. Like, you know, we have a game. And so every time you, you sit down and I know you can say, oh, come on. And, you know, I'm just to speak from the heart. And if that's two minutes, it's two minutes. I don't, I don't follow the past or the future. I do, I just do me. And uh, I know that I'm really standing up here because of everybody else. And that's just how I feel from the heart. I really could say that and sit down and then I'd get booed. But um, it's really the truth. You can't, you can't play this football game by yourself. Just doesn't now. If this was, you know, if I was a swimmer or a golfer, then spotlight on me. You know, let's go. But it's not that way. So I, I, I'm just excited to, to go. How do you prepare for something that uh, you've never done? Right? You just you show up and be you. That is the head coach and president of football operations of your Hamilton Tirecats, Orlando Steinauer. And at the end, they're talking about uh, his his preparation for writing his speech for tonight as he will be inducted as part of the class of 2021 into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. And one more reminder that uh, right here on the Ticats Audio Network, exclusive Hall of Fame coverage. So make sure you subscribe or check back later tonight or tomorrow Head of the game. You got some time to kill in the afternoon. Want to listen to some of the stuff that went down tonight? Uh, the Ticats Audio Network is where you'll be able to find that. All right, let's hear from Dane Evans. We heard from him yesterday, but uh, let's hear from him one more time as uh, he was asked about preparing for a bit of an inexperienced Calgary Stampeders secondary. Here's what he had to say on that. Yeah, it's it. It's tough in a way that, um, as a quarterback, I like knowing exactly what everyone's going to do, right? So when you've been in the league longer, you obviously have a bigger like database of like how you play certain coverages, stuff like that. So in that sense, it is a little tough. Um, but it's also there's some things that we might be able to take advantage of just in that same in the other sense of the word. You know what I mean? So um, it'll it'll be cool to see how it plays out. Um, I think the guys they have back there are great. I think they're a, a solid defense, man. Like, they, there's no way it takes a playoff. There's nobody that's, like, a weakness or anything like that. It's going to be a great game. Um, I think we have a pretty good offense. They have a pretty good defense. So it'll be fun to see us go against each other. Yeah, I know everyone was uh, – Nikki specifically, when she, like, came around, she was like, man – she came out just in time for Father's Day, and I told her I'd planned it that way. But, uh, no, I didn't. It's just, like, it'll be a super special day. Um, it's always a, a great day, you know what I mean? But, like, it'll be 
it'll be special with being in my first and all that stuff. Um, it'll be it'll be cool. It means everything to me, man. Um, it's an honor to be coached by him. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers this or not, but like when I came up here, he was the my scout team coach pretty much, you know. So he was the guy I was holding the clipboard up and holding the plays up, and I was just trying to make the team in this league, you know. So we we kind of go back a little bit there. Um, talking about his playing career, I mean, a guy that did it the right way. He moved around like almost every position you could play in the secondary and just continued to be an all-star. Um, so, I mean, that just shows you right there, like what type of guy he is. He's a team first guy. And as a player and as a coach, it's not just like rhetoric, right? It's not just things we say and put on t-shirts here. It's like, that's exactly what he is. And that's, I feel like everybody on this team is like that. You know, he looks for people like that. Um, but it's just, like I said, to wrap it up, it's just an honor to be coached by him. Um, truly a legend, I'm super proud of him. And, and like, it's a great moment for his family and for the Ticat family and just for Hamilton in general. That is Dane Evans as he spoke after walkthrough today, talking about being a, a father. Uh, I had a Father's Day weekend this weekend and uh, Coach O going into the Hall of Fame later tonight. And of course, a, a special pre uh, halftime ceremony during tomorrow's game that you are not going to want to miss. All right, one more piece of sound from after walkthrough today. Let's hear from Micah Johnson, former Calgary Stampeder. Here's what he had to say following walkthrough today. Um, Lee does a great job of uh, preparing, even though he's a young guy. He's um, He always prepares like he was playing. Even last week, he was preparing that way. He's a guy that practices hard. So um, he knows his stuff. He practices hard. And, you know, it's a next man up mentality for sure. It's the same thing. Usually with, uh, you know, a lot of young guys, you kind of got to try to keep them dialed in or kind of worried about the small details or things like that. But, you know, they're all on the details. And, you know, they're everybody's listening. Super, super coachable. And, um, you know, we communicate a lot on the D-line. and. It's it's um it's super dope. Um, me and Mike got a good relationship off the field, you know, so we talk all the time. Um, even you know since I departed, so for me it's just it's just it's just huge seeing him grow, and I think that's super cool. Like he was real receptive, and like you said, I really really uh, took him under my wings and showed up everything I you know everything I knew. And he's a different build, a different um, whole animal. So we kind of learned his own package and put his own thing together. You know what I mean? So it's real cool to see. Um, you know, him take his package and take his game to the next level for sure. Was he ever that quiet rookie? Like, I don't feel it. Hell, heck, heck no. You couldn't get Mike to shut up from the jump, man. <laughs> no way. Mike been talking from the go, yeah. It's cool. Uh, I think I sacked him last last year, but I think the other time we played him, I had a high ankle sprain in that game. So I really, I think I only played like the first quarter or so. So it's always good um, when you're able to play against a quarterback like Bo. You know, he's an ultra competitor. Um, you know, somebody that wants to make the plays downfield so you know you have a chance on him. You just have to continue to rush. It, it, it does a lot um, for me. Like, you know, I was out west my whole CFL career, and um, it just kind of, for me, it was about being closer to home. You know, Virginia, where I'm from, you know, northern Virginia is like 400 miles from here. Like, uh, so just being able to be closer to family, being closer to home, it was cool. and. You know, like you said, it's a real metropolitan city, a hardworking city. I'm an East Coast guy, so you know what it stands for. So much history here, um, rich, rich, rich tradition here. So it's real cool to be a part of that. And that is Micah Johnson as he gets set to face his uh, former team, a team he won two great cups with, the Calgary Stampeders, tomorrow night. And a reminder, tickets available at tightcats.ca. Hey, I still have, we'll be joined by the Carmen's Group CEO, PJ Mercanti, talk about kicks for kids. But right now, very pleased to be joined by the CFL on TSN's Glenn Suter. And uh, Suits, I know you're in Ottawa getting set 
for tonight's game uh, with the Red Blacks. But I know how much you wanted to be here for the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. We'll get to all that stuff, but let's talk Cats because not a great showing in Saskatchewan. They're going to have to be better against Calgary tomorrow night, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, work on protection issues. Uh, Make sure that the receiver-quarterback combinations are on the same page so that if they get pressure, which you know they will because of what happened in Saskatchewan, and the eight sacks allowed that, you know, that's that's going to be the the, uh, the goal again. And so now it's about how you beat blitz pressure, how you protect better and give Dane more time to throw and then, um, you know, work it from there. I thought defensively they played really well, but for losing a couple of deep ball jumps, you know, jump ball contested throws, they lost a couple of those battles, one to Kean Schaefer-Baker, one to Shaq Evans, but other than that, I thought both defenses really showed that they're going to be strong all year long, and Hamilton uh, showed that. So I think they're there. They're fine there, and they're fine on the defensive side. Now it's about protection and, and getting that offense rolling. The one question going into tomorrow's game will be that uh, up front, though, uh, with Dylan Wynn out, it's going to be Lee Autry the second in his spot. But I guess this is why you went out and got a guy like Micah Johnson when you already had Ted Laurent and Dylan Wynn. You know that it's a long season. You know those guys are on the other – well, the two of them are on the other side of 30. Uh, just your thoughts on, on Dylan Wynn's injury and how much you think that will uh, affect the, that D-line? Well, they, they still have the great rotation and, and they're going to be fine as far as, um, you know, they're not just, they're not going to, they're not going to lose. They're not going to drop the level of, of play or, or uh, what they expect from the D line um, in just sort of straight uh, pressure, but they, they'll lose the energy. They'll lose the leadership. I mean, he's a great player. Anytime you lose a great player, an all-star uh, you know, you feel it, but but they have got enough up there to to not drop too far off as a unit. Uh, that's you know, and now it's about now it's about just you know getting your opportunity and 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 finishing strong and and making sure that you know you win those plays in the fourth quarter when you have to. Different when you're at home than when you're away, and it's an it's a pretty special weekend in Hamilton at this time of year. Yeah, that, that, that certainly is, is true. And there's a lot of uh, famous faces that will be around here tonight at Tim Hortons Field. And uh, you, you, you know what it takes to play uh, in the secondary in this league. And uh, Coach O did it well for a very long time. And, you know, he's one of the headliners. But Mike Walker, John Hoffnagel, Nick Lewis, Henry Burris, I know you'd love to be here. But what do nights like this mean, not just for the history of the league, but moving forward and, and celebrating this game? Yeah, exactly what it is. You know, it's and I hope that Canadians playing amateur football, young kids will watch and respect it. You know, guys that have dedicated their lives and in a lot of ways, you know, brought their families along with them. Every one of these guys, I'm sure, will talk about their families and how important they were, their wives and their partners along the way. And and that, you know, they they couldn't have done it without their support and their family support, mother and fathers all the way through. And it's about leaving your legacy. You know, it's about how did you come in and, and show yourself? How did how do people talk about you as a, a former player and teammate? I, I think the best compliment you can get in life is when you are told that you've been a great teammate, that you worked well with others, that you you know, at times led and at times you followed and sometimes you just got out of the way. And, 
and let you know the the better good or the greater good the the goal as the team goal to prosper and i you know i think if you get to the hall of fame that's the type of player you have had to be now, there's very few times it, it it happens occasionally but very few times where uh, a real sort of selfish ime kind of player ends up in a hall of fame it just you know that they can have flashes and they can have big years but it, unless you're a team guy and you and you've been that type of teammate throughout your career or coach that led and brought teams together um you know that's that's when you're a hall of fame to me that's when you're a hall of fame type person player coach builder uh is when you've you've sacrificed so much um to be a great teammate and then if you're a great teammate that'll be your legacy and that's how people will talk your name and i i i get emotional when i watch these things and i get emotional just thinking about um you know all the sacrifices all the work that's what people don't see right louis they don't see the 10,000 hours of banks and weights and lifting and and self doubt when you get an injury that that you know may threaten your career and and how your family goes through that that all culminates for these guys uh, this weekend when they will be entered into a, a pretty special group of people. Now let's talk about future Hall of Famers. Bo Levi Mitchell has certainly made his case uh, to be one when he decides to, to hang up his cleats as two MOPs, his uh, great cups. Uh, you got to see him last week uh, in the opener in, in Calgary against the Alouettes. There are some questions about him, especially when you got a guy like Jake Mayer who has shown that he is he can step up when needed. Uh, it was in Hamilton last season in which it was Jake Mayer coming in uh, for Bo Levi Mitchell and really lighting up the Ticats in the second half. But to the point, Bo Levi Mitchell, where is he right now and what did you see from him uh, last week? Yeah, you know, I think he and this is this is just me, you know, observing from the outside looking in. This isn't this isn't from conversations I've had with Bo, but I thought he started the game like the old Bo with great confidence, um, real quick decision making, quick release. You could see that he wasn't uh, nagging, nagged by any of the old injuries, although he did get nicked in the game. Um you know, I, I saw a first half bow that that reminded me of the guy that has led him to the West Finals and Great Cups and Great Cup appearances. And then in the second half, when you know some adjustments ju- uh, some adjustments were made, I, I saw Bo kind of slip back into uh, a guy who was maybe let let me see if I can put it this way: maybe, he was maybe relying on those instincts at a time in his career when he needs to sort of change the way he approaches in that you can, you can rely on your quick release and your instincts and your athleticism for a long time. And then at a certain part of your career, you got to get really cerebral with the game. You've got to be thinking way ahead of the next person, that young rookie that's running around. And sometimes it looks like he, He's careless. I know he's not. I know he doesn't think that way. I don't. I know he doesn't go out there and say, "I'm just going to throw it over here, and who cares what happens." That's not what I'm suggesting. I just. It looks sometimes like he's trying to rely on. I can fit it into that small window because I, I used to be able to, <laughs> and, and and now at where he is in his career today, maybe he can't fit it in that same window. So he's got to throw it before the window closes too much. So, I, I mean, that's 
that's from the outside looking in as an observation because yeah. it was really kind of the tale of two halves in that Calgary game. Of course, he did get nicked a little bit. So we'll see. And they do have a, a very good backup in Jake Mayer. So, uh, you know, I know if, if, if he thinks, if Dave Dickinson thinks that Bo is not seeing it or, or he's sort of dropped into that, what, ha- what we saw last year, I, will, I don't think he'll, he'll wait long before he goes to Jake. Well, and as as tonight, we're going to watch Henry Burris go into the uh, Canadian Football Hall of Fame. I think the, him, Ricky Ray, that's been proven in this league, Damon Al, I mean, it's been proven in this league that you can still win uh, even when you're on the uh, the other side of 30. Well, yeah. And uh, just 32, Bo Levi Mitchell, I'm sure there's a lot of football left in the tank. And uh, But like you said, Jake Mayer is a, is a great backup. And we saw in Montreal. Uh, in Toronto yesterday that uh, you need two quarterbacks in this league. And it's, uh, it's, it's well uh, documented for sure. Uh, Suits, I know you're a busy guy. You got a big game tonight on TSN. So thanks for making a couple minutes for me today. Thanks. Yeah. Looking forward to continuing another one possession game came down <laughs> to the last play in the Canadian football league. Can't wait for uh, week two to continue. Well said. Thanks suits. Thank you. And my thanks to Glenn Suter for joining me. And uh, before we go, a very exciting announcement, a partnership that has been going on 15 years is continuing as Kicks for Kids is back and uh, Carmen's Group, a huge part of it. The CEO of Carmen's Group is PJ Mercanti and he's with us now. And uh, PJ, like we said, this is something you guys have been a part of for a very long time here in Hamilton. It, it is. We've been proud to be the partner of the Kicks for Kids program since I believe 2008. When Nick Seta was the kicker of the Cats, we were both uh, uh, grads together uh, in South Bend, Indiana. And, uh, and so when he came up to Hamilton, we talked about doing something special for the community. And, and that's when Kicks for Kids was born. Uh, so we're proud of the, the long history. Since 2008, I believe uh, we've been successful in, uh, in, in raising a lot of money uh, for kids. And we, we essentially the spirit of the program is uh, that with every kick over 40 yards uh, that the Ticat kicker makes, uh, Carmen's group uh, and the Ticats will each donate $100 uh, into a fund. And, uh, and then at the end of the season, we go and uh, buy shoes for kids, uh, inner city kids uh, that, um, that need them. I think since then, we've uh, had over 1,000 children receive new shoes. And what's great about this program is that we get to see the impact right away. The kids, uh, we, you know, we, we get uh, kids that can go and pick out their own shoes. And so it's a special experience, a great day. And we've been proud to be a part of this wonderful program since, uh, since 2008. The 15th season of Kicks for Kids. And you mentioned it for every a yard over 40 yards, $100 uh, going into the fund. And uh, I've been lucky enough to go and be a part of some of these shopping trips. And it really is... It's, it's AI opening, but it, it's a special day to be with these kids when they get to pick out these new shoes. Absolutely. And the great thing is when they've got the Tiger Cats executives like yourself uh, and, and some of the players there, they, it's, it's a wonderful experience for them. And, uh, and it's great because there's no, uh, no restrictions. Whatever uh, shoe that they see, uh, they, can, they can bring it, uh, bring it up to the, uh, to the front to get it paid for. So it truly is a special day. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's been, uh, been fun over the years as we've had different kickers participate in the program. And a lot of the times, obviously the kickers come with us, but Nick in the early days, Justin Medlock, 
uh, Liram a few years ago, and now Michael. We've had some great kickers over the years, and it's it's always fun when they've got a 50 or 55 yarder. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of funny whenever we see them go up for those long kicks, and we get we get no pun intended, but we get a kick out of it because it's great when when we know. They, they land those long, uh, long field goals that not only are they putting points on the board, but they're helping to, uh, to get some new shoes for kids that desperately need them as well. Carmen's and Tiger Cats, they, two, two Hamilton institutions. And it, it really seems like, you know, with the Tiger Cats, they've been trying to launch this new identity here at Tim Hortons Field. And I think they've done a successful job. And what you guys at Carmen's have been able to do as well. What is it about these two brands that, that seem to be so in sync all the time and, and really are, are all about celebrating this great city we love? And I think it's, it's, it's at that. We, we both have a passion for Hamilton and, and the potential of Hamilton, the people of Hamilton, uh, and we believe that Hamilton truly is a city of champions. Uh, and so we're, you know, we're proud to, to be, uh, you know, part of the fabric of this community uh, with the Tiger Cats and the great tradition that they have. And, and we're all about legacy. We're all about tradition. Uh, we're all about community. And so it's a wonderful partnership. And, and I believe it's the longest standing uh, partnership uh, and community program that the CFL has or any franchise in the CFL has within the community. I believe that, uh, you know, nine years ago or uh, in 2019, rather, mm -hmm. we had become the longest standing uh, community program in the CFL. So pretty special. And, uh, and, you know, we're not going anywhere and we know that the Tiger Cats aren't going anywhere. So we're hopeful that the Kicks for Kids program can live for many, many more years to come. Awesome. PJ, it's always great to connect with you, especially on such an important and uh, exciting topic like this. So thanks for making some time this afternoon. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time and go Cats go. My thanks to PJ Mercanti, CEO of Carmen's Group, for joining me. My thanks to the CFL and TSN's Glenn Suter. And my thanks to you as well. Make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode on the Ticats Audio Network. Speaking of which, tune in tonight for exclusive Canadian Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony coverage live well live to tape from tim hortons field i'll have coverage tonight so make sure you check us out uh, if you're not making it down and if hopefully we'll see you tomorrow here at tim hortons field should be a beautiful day a special shout out happy father's day to my dad jimmer and we didn't get to do this earlier this week but shout out to the hamilton bulldogs ohl champions and best of luck as they travel to st john for the memorial cup Full Ticats game day coverage kicks off with Tiger Cats game day tomorrow with Courtney Steven and Mike Daly leading right up to Tiger Cats pregame with Bubba O'Neill, Andy Fantuz, and RJ and Luke with the call starting at 6.30 right here on the Ticats Audio Network. I'll be back on Monday to recap the game. Make sure you tune in then for the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louie B. Hoping you have a great weekend. Go Cats, go! Ticats today can be heard every weekday and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at ticats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at ticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.